Everybody, welcome to Kashan Cast. It's January 31st. It's a Monday, and we got lots to talk about with NFL playoffs. We've got lots to talk about with Bucks basketball. So, welcome to the show. I'm Craig Kashan, along with producer extraordinaire James Stewart, who's been a little AWOL uh, <laughs> lately. I, I will say the uh, extraordinaire part might start wearing out until you get back to work and get back in a rhythm, my man. How you doing? I'm doing well. I know. Tell me about it. I feel like I'm uh, watching a lot of these games from TV. I feel like I'm a little disconnected, but um, I got a couple games this this month, so I'm I'm excited to get back. Good, get back good. With you well, and Steve. We'll, we'll welcome you back for sure. Um, so let's see. It's been a week. We had um, we had a lot of Bucks games, a lot of playoff uh, uh, football as well. What? I haven't asked you for a long time, you know, how you started your day out eating wise. I, I, you know, you're, we're a month into the new year. Yeah. I do get a little concerned about your diet. Well, uh, you'll be happy to know that, uh, you know what? I don't know what I had for breakfast today. Ooh, that's not good. That, that means for my part, oh, I'm actually, only interested in the bad food. I really don't care if you start eating healthy. I had, uh, I had shrimp for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Little shrimp cocktail, yeah, a little bit. I grilled them up, or you know, pan fried them. They were pretty good. Were you sipping? Did you make yourself a little mimosa too? A little champagne and OJ? No, I, I felt like I should just drink water with that, just to kind of counterbalance the fact that I woke up and decided to cook shrimp and butter for breakfast. So <laughs> <laughs> that's great. But it's better than chips, right? Well, I mean, in my opinion, I, I'm just, you know, hoping that you're going to get to different flavors of chips, uh, different chips made in different states or countries. Yeah. So well, for, for those of you who do care, um, I did have the uh, Doritos Flamin' Hot Cool Ranch, which is a new flavor. And those are okay. pretty good. So I didn't eat them for breakfast, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't have any today. Now, do you do you try to avoid like spicy food uh, early in the morning? Uh, no. Just go for it. Got Just you. Deal with it. Yeah. Got you. I mean, you. You gotta eat what you like. You're you sound like you're prepping for like your your Super Bowl get together. If with you the gotta try out all the chips, make sure you got the right spread, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Make some wings, get some chips, and can't be healthy. No, it's we we know where to get uh, we know where to get uh, chicken wings. That's a Quaker Steak and Lube in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least that's what that's if you're following Giannis in that gigantic buckety. I always wonder though, like, because his hands are so big, does that bucket look small, or is like, is a normal size bucket for us, or did it look small in his gigantic hands? Well, it, it couldn't look, it couldn't look and actually be any smaller than like if you go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and they give yeah. you that. I, I want to order the the snack wings, <laughs> and, they, and they pack them in something that's smaller than your hand. Right. I'm, like, I, I'm paying ten bucks for that. <laughs> I guess you got to be the MVP to get the bucket. Yeah. I just didn't like him. I just didn't like him uh, that when he sat down, he had a big smile on his face yeah. and he opened that lid. By the way, this was after the Cleveland loss last week, everybody, just just in case you missed it. And he reached in and, and he already had a half-eaten wing. <laughs> then he finished off and then put back in the bucket and put the lid back on. So apparently there's no sharing in the media room, right? Yeah, and if there's anyone who has uh, kind of those those – phobias around other people eating that this was not one of those like my wife is one of those people she hates to watch me eat and hears me chew and she it drives her nuts so yeah, yeah. that would not have been a good press conference for her to watch no no for sure not no. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep her away from the bad stuff yeah 
So, so we can start with, uh, tell you what, why don't you start today and, and uh, what, what's uh, more pressing on your mind, Bucks, Packers, NFL, what you got? Uh, I think to me, I, I would go Bucks. Um, I think the, the easy thing to start is we look at the whole week kind of that we um, missed. So they dropped one to Cleveland, then they beat New York and obviously dropped uh, one to uh, Denver last night. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just – there's a lot of questions on kind of this up and down play. And um, we are quote unquote, relatively healthy now with kind of Drew and Giannis and Chris back. So I think we were all kind of looking at that one point. Um, it was like 17 and three or something like that when they all played. Right. So, um, which they still obviously have a good record when all three of them play, but this kind of week with the up and down, I think we're all kind of waiting to see when this team kicks in into gear. Um, I think I'm still telling myself until the all-star break kind of, we all know that the old adages of basketball, that the season doesn't really start until whatever designated point you pick. Um, but I think the all-star break is one of those where you come back and there's less than half of the season left. And you're kind of just looking for the home stretch and looking for that push to the, to the playoffs is what I'm hoping for. Well, generally, you know, we're talking about, you know, with that analogy, after the All-Star break, we're talking about like 25, right. roughly 25 regular season games to go. And and you would also hope, and, and it usually plays out this way, that wherever you are in the standings um, and whatever your record is, you're probably going to play to that and the good teams maybe a, a, a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but I wonder, I, I just wonder, you know, the way we saw them play in Cleveland and then last night against Denver, um, to me, I'm just seeing, a, you know, an overall lack of effort. No one's going to play, you know, well for 48 minutes. I get that. But they played really well in the first quarter against Cleveland. And then the next three quarters, they, they took off. Yeah. And then last night against Denver, they played, you know, a, a good first half. You know, they were they were down by five or seven at, at the half. But then in the second half, that you know, it was another no show. And, you know, if you're if you're Coach Bud, you're obviously pretty damn upset about that. I mean, he's he's wearing it on, on his face and he wears yeah. his emotions, you know, on his sleeves and stuff. Um, and you know, but players are going to say it's the dog days of January. You know, we're trying to get there at the point you're making too, James. So I think that's the hard part for, you know, a team, especially that has accomplished something together. And that's winning right. a championship is maintaining that high level. I think that's their their greatest challenge right now to themselves, um, to fans, uh, to all the other teams around the league. You know, right now is, is it's they know it's been that since the beginning, but it it only heightens as the season goes and you have your Cleveland's and you have your Charlotte's and you have your Chicago's that are playing better basketball, much better than they were a year ago. So your challengers are, are also different teams now. Yeah. And I think too, like, as I, I don't know this, obviously cause I'm not a player, but as a fan, like we have, we've had this taste of winning now and we kind of expect it to keep going. So I think there's, there's a kind of collective, worry amongst the fan base obviously but the players i would assume approach that a little bit differently too where they kind of they have an idea now what it takes and and knowing that all the things that have gone on this year for every team whether it be injuries or guys not available with uh COVID or whatever 
I think everyone kind of knows that this kind of last push is going to be what determines the seeding, obviously, but also you look at the playoffs as kind of a second season and, and they know what to do come playoff time. But there's always a little bit of a danger in, in thinking that you can just turn it on. So I, I fully agree with that. So that's why you kind of hope we'll see on this last, like you said, 20 games or go or 20, 20 games or so sprint um, to the end. But we also like, I'm just kind of looking at the schedule and how it, how it's laid out. Like we've only seen Chicago once and obviously they're a much better team that we'll have to see a couple more times before the, for the end of the season. So it, it'll really be interesting to see how this last couple break down to see like what the matchups are. I mean, I see we have, you know, we have Miami, we have Chicago, still have some against Philly, play Phoenix. Um, we have two two trips out west. Yeah, another Golden State. So so there's still, you know, there's still some, another with Brooklyn. So there's still a lot of good teams left. Um, but, you know, you just kind of hope that they have learned from the last year and hope that uh, once we kind of get into that mode where everyone's sprinting to the finish that, that they do what they are supposed to do and, and what they can do. So the other the other thing that you know uh, flies around in my head that I think um, that I think we've seen um, a change of pattern, and we've talked a little bit about this, but it's becoming more and more evident as we watch the NFL playoffs is um, the maybe the lack of importance of uh, home field or home court advantage. Yeah. I mean. Weren't the Rams the only home team to win, it seems like, right. uh, in the last three weeks, uh, you know, when they beat the 49ers yesterday? And of, and of all places, that was more of a neutral zone than any. Maybe, right. maybe that helped them. I don't know. But, you know, the Buck, the Bucks won a championship last year as the number three seed. They didn't have home court even in the, you know, in the NBA finals. Um, and so maybe maybe that isn't the push anymore. Right. I, I think in the NBA, it's, it, it seemed to be like – you have to be the number one. If you're this close, you have to get it. And I think they were really close last year in the final. You know, it takes a while to, to jump other teams. Let's put it For that sure. way. But they, they seem like last year, you know, in March, that they could have made a big push. Uh, I'm getting my months mixed up yeah. because I know it was later <laughs> than that because the schedule. But, you know, let's just say with 15 games to go, they, they could have made a, a maybe a bigger push. I don't yeah. know. To, to get the number one, and they ended up number three, and they were perfectly happy with that. Then they were matched up against Miami, and a lot of people were like, you don't want to play the Heat, and we know what happened there in that sweep and stuff. So, you know, maybe maybe we're all worried, and they're not. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting, too, because you think, like, if you're, say, Brooklyn, you don't want home. You don't want home court, obviously, because of the whole Kyrie thing. True. Yeah. But I would, I would also argue that if I were to say they're going to go down 0-2 two times again, are you betting on it? Because I, I mean, I wouldn't bet on a team to go down 0-2 two times and, and win a championship. So it's not like, not that I don't think that they can do it, or, or but I, I would, I would be shocked to think that they're cool with doing that again. So, so. You know, if, if you're only going to win your home games, then yeah, you're probably you're going to go down 0-2 again. Right. 
Well, <laughs> there's there's this theory too that if you play the Nets again, you know, maybe you do want the Nets to have right. home court because because <laughs> you, you know they'd have they have no more than four games at home without Kyrie. So, uh, and we know what happened in Game Seven a year ago. So, yeah, for sure, it is interesting. It is interesting. But, but you know, speaking of, we we talked about the the All Star break. Um, we haven't had a chance to talk about Giannis being another um, was a six time All Star. Uh, starter again, which obviously stars, we all assume. Yeah. yeah, well, assumed he'd be a starter again. But um, you would you would ask is do you think or do I think that we're taking it or we're taking him for granted? And I guess originally my thought would have been no, um, because I think as Milwaukee fans, like we are well aware how bad it's been. Um, but then kind of looking around the league, maybe maybe it is not necessarily that we are taking him for granted, but maybe kind of basketball landscape is taking him for granted because obviously uh, we just watched Giannis and Joker go head to head last two MVPs. And um, I really haven't heard much about it. Um, we're obviously, when, when I say we, I mean just basketball as a whole fans are more concerned about Lakers and what's going on with Brooklyn. And um, obviously Embiid is, is going crazy. So it is kind of interesting to see that, like, the last two MVPs, well, I guess the last three MVPs, match up, and, and there isn't much said about it. I, and I don't know if part of that is is uh, because they played on the night of the right. greatest day of the season in the NFL, yeah. <laughs> which, which are the two conference championship games. Yeah. I, I still don't understand why – anybody would want to compete with that day. I really don't. Um, yeah, it was yeah. the only Sunday the whole month of January that the Bucks had a, had a game, but that's, I'm not even going to go there. That's something else on the schedule makers, but it was, um, I, I will say this having doing, you know, the shows and covering the game and everything, it was, you know, from my perspective, it was a lot of fun and, and entertaining to hype up that game. Yeah. You know, the Joker versus the freak. Um, it really was uh, because no one else was doing it. Right. It, you know, you're right. I think nationally, the storylines are never going to change. They're going to be on each coast and hardly anything in between. And, and that's okay. Yeah. I, th I think, you know, when I, <clears throat> when I think about this and things that are taken for granted, I, I think on, in a lot of ways, I, I start with myself and the teams that I cover and I'll be honest with you. Um, and, and I know I'm not alone in this, in this, um, you know, sideline here. Giannis gets named as a starter for the sixth straight year. And we were like, check that box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right. And then, and then it's like, okay, you know, cause we talk about him, um, every day yeah. in, in the greatest of ways and on the, and on the tallest pedestal. And I'm thinking to myself now, what more, what more can you do except acknowledge the fact that he is an all-star again? Um, but that also kind of makes me sad in a way because it's an, it's an incredible accomplishment. I mean, you, you know, you just look at the awards that he's already won and the few people, very few people that ever played in the history of the game that have won equal or maybe a few more, either NBA titles, but mostly like MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year, um, uh, 
uh, all-star MVPs. I was also uh, alarmed to see that he has the highest all-star game scoring average ever, 28.8 points a game. And I'm thinking, think who played all these all-star games for how many years for over and over and over again until, you know, MJ and Jabbar and Magic and Larry Bird. I mean, you could go on and on. They played in like 15 all-star games minimum, you know. It's just kind of crazy to think about some things and then say, are we taking this guy for granted? Well, and, you know, obviously he won the uh, All-Star MVP, so he's got that to his name. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I guess when you look at it like that, maybe maybe I am taking it for granted. I think there's a part of it when you cover him every day that anything under 30 is kind of just like, okay, you know, another day. Once he hits kind of 35, it, you start to kind of notice, and, and that's obviously not fair. Um, but there's also um, – I think when you cover a guy every day, there's more – like for, for me, Middleton and um, Drew Holiday or, you know, how Dante's doing, those are kind of more compelling because they can change from game to game. Whereas, like, like you're saying, Giannis is kind of there's there's something to it that like when you see it every day, like how, how can I how can I keep getting excited about it? I guess so. So maybe now, after having this conversation, I am taking him for granted, <laughs> and I need to. Oh, uh, you are. Trust me. <laughs> which is hard to believe because it's like, I mean, you know that I I pretty much scour the the inner interwebs to find anything on on Giannis and the Bucks. So I feel like personally I'm trying to look for new stuff on Giannis every day. But with that said, yes and like there is a part of me that just feels like this is I'm just expecting 30 and 10 every game, 30 10 and 5 every game and we just move on, you know. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh cuz I I'm almost like in this camp right now. And this is this is me being Equally, um, you know, uh, a Giannis fan, a Bucks fan, an NBA fan, um, and also the guy that likes to have something good to cover, right? I'll get a little greedy on that. For sure. Uh, he gets he gets his point totals in the 30s now on a fairly regular basis. I mean, he's scoring 28, 29 points a game as his average. So yeah. he's in the 30s quite a bit to accomplish that. Um, but we're going – Oh, well, Giannis had 33 and 38. He's capable of 40. Right. <laughs> He's gotten 50. That would really make me excited. Now, if he right. can just get to there, uh, he's young enough. He can he can do this more on a regular basis, more often. But could, And then you look at him and you're like, why am I saying this? And yeah. I'm saying this because he actually is capable of doing this. And, and this team is different than it was a year ago. Right. They they are relying on those big points every single night from him, from him and some nights they need to have yeah. 40 or 45 or 48 points from him. I'm not saying he needs to go out and do it. Right, right. But they're they're almost, you know, they go through cycles of they almost need that from him and and they need it because he he can do it. Yeah. I wonder too like um when you look at like let's say at one point him and KD were like one and two in points, right? But KD was doing it on 
four or five more minutes. Um, I wonder too, like sometimes we forget about that too, when we only look at the box score, um, which I guess that's more of a, a bud and a team philosophy question um, as to why he isn't continuously playing 35, 36 minutes a game, um, which I'm assuming is kind of just, and that's kind of where it was a couple years ago. And that's when all the questions of Bud came in. Why is Giannis only playing 30 minutes a game? But, again, this team has a different mindset. They, they've been to the mountaintop, and I would assume that this is all in, in preparation for that again as to not, not run him ragged. And you would think only five minutes a game wouldn't, wouldn't be, you know, a big deal. But over the course of a month, you know, that, that's an extra two games played or something like that, you know? Yeah. And, and they do do that. And, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't have, you know, stats to compare this year and last year in front yeah. of me, but I, but I do know this, he is definitely playing more minutes per game this year than he did last year. But I think last year is also a little bit of an anomaly just because it was uh, just because of what we went through with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he, he should be in the 38 to, I mean, 33 to 36 to 38 minutes a game. I, I know he's, easily approach that on a more regular basis but you're right though i mean if you look at what kevin durant's used to doing i mean he's at, this year he's at 32.6 32.6 well i wonder what last year's total was 33 all right so forget about everything i just said <laughs> <laughs> but the previous year was at 30 and that's kind of like so that's i mean he's he's hovered around i guess his whole career has been between 30 and a high of 36. Um, Can I just interject real quick? Uh, Watchers, listeners, this is why I call him producer extraordinaire because this is how I go about my business when James and I are working. Uh, He'll say, hey, do you have any ideas? Do you you want to do this or that? And I'll go, you know, I was thinking of uh, doing um, something on the big three, but I don't have those numbers in front of me. I can't compare them. And then James, without even saying anything, just finds them and they appear in like three yeah. seconds. And then he starts rattling numbers off. This is why he's producer extraordinaire. This my chance. Just, to- I just not wanted to clarify it. <laughs> it's my chance to sound smart, like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I can read. <laughs> I've got I've got all these devices lit up in front of me. You didn't see my hand moving towards anything, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I got a lot of hyperlinks that are saved that I can get to pretty quickly. So <laughs> well, that's good. But that but that does surprise me. Uh, to be honest with you, it just does. I mean, yeah. I, I can't believe he's playing even 30 seconds less a game than he did last year. I, right. I just find that hard to believe. Yeah, and it, I mean, to me, like I was kind of surprised for surprised by it when I looked it up, just because of the amount of games that Chris and and Drew have missed. And I would just I would have assumed that he would have been playing more minutes, just kind of to make up for those games. Yeah. Well, you would think those are the games that he needs that he has. It's all on his shoulders. Well, I, I, you know, I just thought it was interesting to, you know, to think, are we taking this guy for granted? And I, and I think there's, I think there's a camp out there who can, who can say that. Now, what do we got here? We got Marisa. Yeah. My wife likes to, uh, she, she likes to, uh, poke at me while we're on. 
<laughs> cool headband, James. Where can I get yeah, one? You can get it off Amazon. <laughs> like everything else. <laughs> God, this whole time I thought you had a head wound and you're just no, wrapped up. No, just trying to look cool, I guess. Thought you lost a battle, you know, sledding with the kids or something over the weekend. No, it's probably time for a haircut, but I didn't feel like doing anything with it. So you just put a headband on and it looks I've like. I've been hearing this excuse for a good couple of weeks now. <laughs> it, well, now you know why I had to go buy headbands because I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you want to continue a little NBA talk here because there's still a few things on our our agenda, um, yeah. and you can you can pick them because I I have like six or seven things on my agenda, but you know what they are, and you can you can you can pick out something or go in a different direction. Um, you know, kind of just continuing on on this. Are we taking them for van- uh, or taking? And for granted, I think it is interesting, though, when you look around the league and we kind of talked about this, that. Of all the kind of stars in the NBA, um, the last three being foreign born, I guess you would I would say Giannis is more of a big man than anything. So foreign born big man. And you're looking at what Embiid is doing this year with potentially um, him getting a lot of MVP buzz. Um, But specifically Giannis and Joker, the, the thing that I love the most about them is that, um, you know, outside of Joker's issue early in the season, but outside of that, they're, they're just these no drama um, superstars that really hasn't kind of been, I think it's a foreign, foreign guy kind of mentality that they just come in and come to work. There's not as much like our, U.S. American-born stars kind of are born into that fame and have that fame and run with that fame. Um, just kind of the the circus surrounding them, and maybe it is the market, but even still, when when LeBron or KD or Kyrie or James Harden, any of these guys have so much stuff going around them, um, it is refreshing, and I hope it continues to see guys like Jokic and uh and Giannis who just go to work and by the end of the season it seems like oh yeah they're the MVP yeah I I get what you're saying and I and I think along the line of where a guy like Giannis could wind up in his career before it's over um you know Tom, Tom Brady is allegedly uh retiring um, an announcement's going to come, you know, from him at some point. Uh, you would think soon, one way or the other. Um, and and I know he's been around for 22 years in the league. Yeah. But I will say this: Giannis has been around nine years, and he's only 27 years old. Um, could he get into the LeBron James uh, longevity in the NBA and get up to 20, 21, 22, maybe even 25 years in the league playing? Yeah. And if he does. Chances are he's won, you know, multiple NBA championships and and stacked up maybe a few more MVPs. And he has no controversy. He's started a lovely family. He's got two boys. Um, He's taken care of his family since the the day they all set foot in America. Um, And he's somebody to applaud. Um, He's corny at times in public, which is makes it refreshing, I think, for for fans around here because we're all kind of corny in a way. Um, and, and he, he speaks his, his mind 
and he's serious about his work and he also puts a big smile on his face with anything else. Now that kind of reminds me uh, a little bit about how Tom Brady's career yeah. is gone. And then on the flip side, um, I, I think the interesting thing after the uh, uh, playoff games last week where Brady and Rodgers go down, um, they're, they're holding you know Brady up on this perfect pedestal, which you know you can't argue against it. Right. But he's not a villain, uh, but Rodgers is. And, you know, Rogers doesn't carry, you know, the family, the, the local lifestyle, um, the glamour, that type of thing. He rubs right. people the wrong way more than anything, it seems like. So it's interesting to look and, you know, to say all those guys you mentioned in the NBA that are all, you know, MVPs or, or MVP calibers versus Giannis. And then, you know, you, you got what you got going on here with Brady and Rogers here right now, too, which is. You know, one's a villain, one isn't, you know, can be honest. I think a lot of people right now in sports, James, are, you know, with Tom Brady retiring, are, are saying, who could be the next Tom Brady? Right. And it, and it doesn't have to be the quarterback in the NFL. It can be a guy that's that's played what seems like forever, you know, right. in in two generations of your family's lifetime, you know, that type of thing. Um, and maybe the next guy could be honest. Who knows? Well, and what's interesting about Brady is kind of like you were saying, though, that the only reason you dislike him is because how much he wins. There hasn't really been any True. off. But, it, but off. it's hard to sit there at, at a bar with people and go, I have another beer because this guy won another one. Right. <laughs> you know, but but if you're if you're talking about Rogers, you got you got a long list of oh, stuff yeah. that you could have 10 beers over, you know. You know what? What also is interesting that I kind of just thought about this before we came on. Um, so Brady leaves for Tampa wins the Super Bowl and it's Super Bowl at home Matt Stafford leaves the Lions going to a Super Bowl at home yeah that home part is just kind of a cool little stat but two years in a row now we've seen long term long term quarterbacks leave and in their first year go to the Super Bowl at least go to the Super Bowl if not win I'm not hearing what you're saying I'm not it, hearing it after I kind of stack all that up, and on top of the fact that they're, the Packers' offensive coordinator is gone, their quarterback coach is gone, it's really, really starting to feel like, yeah, he might be gone. It's like all – I mean, I guess the good news is next year's Super Bowl is in Arizona. So they already have a quarterback, so maybe <laughs> – I like how you checked ahead on that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Kyler Murray, I think, has cemented his spot. So, um, not that, you know. Hey, the best part about the Super Bowl being in Arizona next year is that it's not in Detroit or Minnesota in their domes, okay? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But it it really does kind of feel like a lot of the – especially when Aaron's big complaint has always been, you know, certain guys aren't kept around. And we remember when – who was it? uh, Alex Van Pelt? Yeah. Yep. Years ago, when he left, how big of a deal that was. You lose your offensive coordinator and your quarterback coach, and you're hinting at leaving or hinting at retiring. You know, whatever, whatever he's saying, it it doesn't feel good. It feels like we're walking in the direction of, all right, Jordan Love. Hopefully, this good line and. Pretty good defense. Hold up. 
because I would assume if Aaron's gone outside of uh, a franchise tag, Devontae is gone as well. No, I, I mean, I, I would agree with that. I, I think, um, I think I'm, I'm 50, 50, uh, yeah. For the first time on on this, you know, Rogers yeah. returning or going. To be honest with you, I because you know during all the drama and stuff last year, I I honestly thought it was seventy percent, eighty percent chance he was gone. I, right. I really did. I was almost surprised that that he came back. Um, so right now I'm at fifty fifty, and I have um, I have a I think a clear picture on why he'd want to stay and why he'd want to go this time. Yeah, um, because it is going to be really difficult for him to go somewhere right now because um, he can't just he can't just walk that and because the Packers won't let him right to go somewhere where where um, you know it's greener on the other side of the fence. It, it just I I don't see that, um, but you know at the at the same time. I think the other big thing that stands out with me for for both the team and the quarterback is are they better off after all these years of trying 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 to to do something else to yeah. to break up to you know and look this is going to be a good breakup no matter what they're they're right. going to decide together whether or not he returns oh yeah um, they did they, they just are it's it's a complicated salary cap situation um, there's compensation on the line. There, there's all of that. So this isn't a, I'm going to walk and be free type thing. Um, so that, that's kind of how I see this. And so maybe, maybe with all of that said, it, it does favor him coming back, but, um, you know, there's, there's going to be a, a, a lot of creativity needed. I'm, I'm sure, you know, a lot of loyal Packer fans, you and I included, you know, just just reading articles and trying to figure out how things work with the salary cap and whatnot. It you know it becomes uh, you know it becomes a difficult situation. But these these guys up in Green Bay, um, the suits, they've been at this for a while. This yeah. is not something where they're going. Well, you know, we we probably should start thinking about this. I guarantee you, they have at least ten different scenarios lined up right now. Um, because they have to, you know. That's, that's kind of the hard thing, too, is is I feel like I'm, for the first time, at about 50-52. But the thing for me is I feel like it's a relatively easy sell for the organization either way because um, you're not letting them go for nothing. So, so in some aspect, you're getting something back, and the easy thing is he didn't want to be here. And, you know, what do we want to do? We got to move on at some point. Um, and, and on the flip side is <clears> – <throat> Clearly, he's your best option to win at quarterback. So keeping him, I don't think you can be faulted for that as well. Um, but you kind of look at the division, and really, <clears throat> at this point, the Vikings are the only thing to worry about. And and they're looking down the road, not in not in the greatest situation with whatever they end up doing with Kirk Cousins in a year. Um, the Bears, I'm not too worried about Justin Fields yet. The Lions are the Lions until they're not. Um, so there's just – this would be the best situation to kind of give Jordan Love a chance at the playoffs 
two, two, two bad teams you're going to see twice. If you could steal one from the Vikings, you end up looking good in your division. And, and you know, from there it's whatever happens. Um, you hope your defense can steal a couple or whatever. So I, I feel like there's there's ways to sell this both ways. I think the hard part is that me personally in my lifetime, I don't remember having a bad quarterback. So I don't remember Mikowski or anything before that. Like my first memories are Brett Favre. So I went Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and I am in for a rude awakening if we don't have a superstar quarterback. Can I tell you about uh, all the quarterbacks I remember? <laughs> Good Lord, man. Uh, you entitled little people. You I, know, I know it. I know it. It hurts. I'm, that's why I'm sitting here terrified. I'm like, are we – I don't want to go through a quarterback carousel. I, I'm going to get a list together because I, I, I'm going to miss a few along the way. But uh, – I. I don't remember Bart Starr playing, but I do remember um, the guy that took over for him, Scott Hunter, which is which is pretty bad because we're talking a long ass time ago. So, but I, I'll get a few together before Brett Favre took over because I I do remember that transition, man. The Magic Man, Don Mikowski had he had a few, you know, big games and you know big moments in Packer history in the regular season. Right. Um, and then, and then Favre's first game was such a splash. It was so much fun. And, and obviously, uh, like you said, it's been two quarterbacks since then, but, but you know, when, when Rogers took over his first year, he only won six games, right? I mean, they, yeah, but I think we all knew. Kind of, well, knew I mean, he has to, everybody has to have a chance to play a full yeah. season. If you're healthy, you know, they they got to give, if they're going to go to Jordan Love, you know, they got to give him a full season, I think, to see what he's really got, don't you? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the Kansas City game, like, I don't think anyone was impressed. Um, I don't think it was, oh, my God, we're screwed, but it definitely was. It's it's obviously not Aaron Rodgers or kind of anything close to at this point. Um, no, but the spot starts to me don't count. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, I, I think all you can do right now is compare – the number of opportunities um, on the field that uh, Rogers got his first two years under Favre, and what Love has gotten his first two years under Rogers, a little preseason play, and then and then you make the transition. I mean, I, good lord. Um, I Joe mean, as far as, spots, as far as spot starts go, though, I mean, Matt Flynn made a lot of money off those spot starts. But we yeah, but he, he put up some numbers, man. <laughs> <laughs> but we obviously saw kind of the long. Okay, so numbers. you do remember one quarterback in between. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you're you're right. It's it's um, I I I agree. I think it's a it's a fifty fifty thing right now, and you know I think the good part is uh, we're obviously just because of deadlines and 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 whatnot, we're going to know you know, within the next month, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, as we hit, you know, February here, it's starting tomorrow, but um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting indeed. How fun were those football games uh, over the weekend again, by the way? Oh, uh, they. I mean, I, I'm really excited kind of for the Super Bowl, just based on the fact that it's Bengals, Rams, and it's Stafford and Burrow, and it's 
I saw something that said, uh, I don't know, if I remember correctly, it was Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and the 49ers have been involved in the last 18 Super Bowls or something like that. And it is, I think it's going to be really nice to see something different. Um, just, just, I, I love kind of what we've seen from Cincinnati in this first or these first two years of, of Joe Burrow. Um, and I, I think that they're, they've always kind of been a team that has had so much talent and just not for whatever reason, been able to put it together from the days of Carson Palmer and uh, Chad Ochocinco and Hushmanzada and all that. But so it, it is fun to see someone else. I think that's what I'm most excited about. Uh, I am too. And, and, you know, I think you saw that coming, you know, with games this weekend outside of Kansas city. Um, you know, that, that was a surprising game. Yeah. Um, it, and it was it, it, that second half, actually that the series going up to halftime for the chiefs offensively. And then the second half, yeah. you know, with Mahomes really, uh, really struggling, uh, really kind of reminded me uh, of, you know, they, they it's been brought up numerous times, the early season struggles that Mahomes had that was like head scratcher to most yeah. people and the, and the Chiefs were struggling. And then and then they got that figured out and then the playoffs hit. And then, you know, the one thing you can't go wrong if you're the Chiefs is to have that happen. Um, and they still almost won the game and he had two interceptions. Yeah. Um, and and he, he, was, he was just not good in the second half. It, it kind of reminded me of what we were talking about last week with really the special teams for the Packers in that playoff game being at their worst mm-hmm. when it looked like they had that all figured out and corrected, you know, over the course of, you know, six weeks to two months. But what haunted the Packers early in the season ended up kicking them out of the playoffs. And I think the same thing happened to the Chiefs with, with Mahomes, which is the most surprising because of his ability. So, um, well, and that, I, that, I thought, uh, the, you know, the Bengals did their thing to take over, man. And, and they did, they did a great job. You know, Burroughs in his second year and he's playing, isn't love in his second year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of them uh, is a national champion and uh, the other is not. So, <laughs> but what you know, really, you it's know, an interesting I, point. It's an interesting point that, that, there are certain quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round. Now, granted, you talk, you've got one on the is the number one pick, and then yeah. somebody much later on in the first round. But where they came from, where they came from, where were those early, you know, top five picks? If you're taking a quarterback, you're t- taking a championship level quarterback, oh, yeah. a guy that's been there, done that, and can get you places in two years, like the Super Bowl, even though he only won two games in his first year. So for sure. Yeah. You know what was the most um, kind of confusing and shocking about that game was toward the end of the end of regulation when uh, Mahomes took that sack and he where he fumbled. It was just like I just remember thinking to myself that a Super Bowl quarterback does not take a sack and fumble in that situation. You're right. already in field goal position, field goal to tie, and you take a 17 yard sack and fumble. Luckily, your O line jumps on it. The game could have been over right there. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of, I mean, it's, it just, it feels like their chances just ran out, you know, and when they got the coin flip, it was just like, here we go again. This is what right. we're going to talk about. 
we're going to talk about the overtime rules and this and that, and we're going to over oversee the actual, uh, you know, ignore the game. But it, it it turned out the right way, I think, and you know, I'm happy to see the Bengals Rams. And yeah, for Matt Stafford, but it well, hurts a little bit. you know, I'll tell you what, man. You know, um, nobody can speak to Stafford more than than those of us who have watched. How long was he in Detroit? Twelve years, so ten like years. Probably, yeah, I mean it's been. You a, it just was find a that stat on your uh, computer real quick. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, we see him twice a year, and yeah. you know, granted, the Packers won the majority of those games. But I'm telling you right now that this guy, you you know why the Rams traded right. for him? That was like I was happy that yeah. he got out of Detroit, and it wasn't even his choice. Yeah. That they that somebody wanted him and was willing to give up the the number one picks and send another quarterback over and all the stuff that was a great great trade might be one of the greatest trades as it turns out especially if they win the Super Bowl that we've seen um, in any sport in any level make the immediate impact that it did uh, that I can remember you I'm know sure what um, some but man speaking of trades kind of to bring this back to the Packers. Um, how much do we kind of wish that Odell Beckham had felt the love when he was in town? Because I remember that's kind of the report that came out is that he, he just didn't feel the the major pursuit of him. And he picked the Rams for that reason and obviously going to the Super Bowl, so it was, it was worth it. But um, we look back at that game against uh, San Francisco and Devontae had a lot of targets would have been nice to have Odell Beckham on the other side. No, I, I, I agree. And I thought about that too. What I think he got 13 passes um, yeah. in that NFC championship game. I mean, think about that. I mean, when you look at that offense and you say Cooper cup and Odell Beckham, like that's I what pair of D backs wants to deal with that. Right. But what pair of D backs would have liked to deal with Odell Beckham and Devontae Adams. Yeah. No, and I, this is one of those I, things I again, yeah, where maybe not having an odor or whatever it is, Aaron looks back and says they're just not aggressive enough. Well, they and, and it's by choice. Yeah. I mean, it just seems to be by choice. So we remember can, when I, when uh, Brett Favre wanted Randy Moss and he didn't get it, and Patriots went to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it, but still, uh, it's just one of those things that always kind of sticks out. Where it's just like, yeah, we know we don't get a ton of free agents but whenever the quarterback openly is asking for one and you have the chance and you don't do it and then that player goes to the team that wins it stings a little bit yeah well i mean let the last the last gm to really go out and get top-notch free agents and take chances was ron wolf yeah and i mean think how long ago that was <laughs> yep so yeah, um, I'm with you on there. I'm with you on there. Um, I think we've uh, we've covered some good stuff here, my friend. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to hit before we go? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just uh, getting ready for. Well, I guess we got a week until the Super Bowl, huh? Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay, so that's no not football I mean. next weekend. Guess so, I'll be watching all basketball until then. That's good though. But th this is the transition though that, like you were bringing up earlier, about you know when does this season start? It's you know you get through football for sure, and, and you get a lot more eyes. Yeah, yeah. So we'll look forward to that. Bucks have a um, 
Bucks have a game on Tuesday night against Washington. Bradley Beal's not playing. Uh, they better get back on track. Um, and then, you know, maybe they need a road trip. They're going to go out west for a couple of games before they come back. And, you know, they've got some top-notch opponents coming up. Another trip out west uh, um, in, in early March. So we'll have some things to talk about uh, the next time we're on. That's for sure. For sure. And hopefully some baseball, too. Yeah. We're waiting to hear what comes out of there if next time they're talking or whatever. I mean, at that for me, anything positive that comes out, I'm happy to talk about because it's – Yeah. Yeah. It's that time. All right, uh, extraordinaire. Go dial up some more stats, and uh, I'll do some uh, research on the um, quarterbacks that you have no idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to see that list. <laughs> wore a pack of your uniform. How about and, send uh, me some YouTube links so I, I, I know what they look like. <laughs> I don't think there's that. something like that for these guys. <laughs> All right, pal. Nice job. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. I'm Craig Kishan along with James Stewart. We'll see you next time on Kishan Cast.